Hey team, just before we talk about credit scores, remember we've got our live events this week. That is right, tomorrow we're going to be in Wellington live. We're coming to Auckland on Saturday and next week we're in Christchurch. If you want to see us in person, opuspartners.co.nz slash tickets. The link's down in the show notes. Welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. And I'm And today on the show, we're talking about fixing your credit score and how to make sure those bad debts don't stop you from getting a mortgage. Now, I had one of our mortgage advisors, April, run up to me last week. Very excited, Ed. I've got a new tool for you. It's called ClearScore, and it tells you what's on your credit report. And so I thought, I know. I'm going to figure out what my credit score is and see how good I'm doing. Are you pretty excited? I'm pretty disappointed. <laughs> I can't ah. believe it. I logged in. I was a bit, a bit, a bit nervous finding out my credit score. What, what's my number? What's my number? So I go to clearscore.com. It's got like one of the doctors, isn't it? I know. Well, I put my details in. I put my driver's license in. And I got 543 out of 1,000. <laughs> I thought, that's not very bloody good. That surprised me a lot, actually. Now, just before we get into, into what I've done wrong to get such a terrible credit score, the cool thing about ClearScore is that it tells you your credit score instantly and shows you your credit report within like 60 seconds. We'll get into some other ways to find it out, but every other way I've seen in the past, you've got to wait you know, somewhere between 1 to 20 business days in order to figure out what's on your credit report, whereas these guys give it to you instantly. So we'll take you through how to figure out what your credit score is and then also what you can do to fix it and what I'm going to need to do as well. Now, Andrew, I got 543 out of 1,000, but is that good? How does that kind of compare? It's really interesting. So I remember back at the, in the bank days, and it was a lot more basic back then. Basically, you'd get your credit report, and it, the only thing that kind of mattered was whether or not you had any defaults or judgments. And, and so an issue that you'd had with a lender, for example, would have to have been escalated and sent to a credit agency before it was really bad. So you kind of either had a clean credit report or no credit report. There was kind of no, no in-between, whereas now 543 sounds like a relatively low number, but you haven't had any defaults or anything, have you? Well, we'll come to that. The answer's no, but we'll come to that. Now, let's look at, though, the kind of tearings that they give you. So what would be considered a bad score? Okay, so anything less than 300 is not good. From 300 to 499, you're on the up, but still not great. If you're 500 to 699, you're on good ground. If you're 700 to 799, you're looking bright. And if you're 800 to 1,000, you're rocking. Yeah, that's what that's kind of the way that they call it. So when I logged into Illion, which is where the data comes from, they said 543. They actually said that was good, a bit lower than what I thought. So let's figure out why the hell is my credit score not as good as I'd like it to be. Now, this shows me I've got no judgments or bankruptcies on my report, which good. is... Well done. Well, thank you very much. You wouldn't <laughs> want to be taking any advice from me if I had judgments against me or, you know, bankruptcies. Uh, hey, the only reason you don't have any judgments on there is because Fraser, the CFO, pays all your speeding tickets. Oh, look, that's not my fault. That must, I think there must be some dodgy speed cameras around <laughs> Auckland. But there are two things or insights that are coming up on my credit report that I want to talk about. The first one it shows is too many hard searches. 
So it says that over the last six months, my credit report has been looked up two times. Now, I recently got a couple of mortgages. So I thought that was going to be some of the banks, like maybe ASB, Mm. uh, Westpac, TSB kind of thing. But when I clicked and looked at it, it turns out it was Spark and Vodafone, which had searches back to back on the 2nd and the 12th of May. Now, I'll tell you what happened. It's because I'm so useless. So I moved house recently and Angela made a big mistake saying, Ed, you sort out the internet, please. So I saw... Don't you still have my internet thing? No, no, no. That's your good friends, Heidi and Nate. They've got your internet thing now. Proudly paid for by (laughs) Oprah's partners. So I call up Vodafone and I think I got them to install it. But then they were taking too long and it wasn't working. (laughs) And so a couple of days later, I think, bugger this. I've just got to send it off to Spark. And, oh. and so then I called up Spark. And so obviously, it was that not the right thing to do? No, oh, no, just, I mean, you're an impatient little fella. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I did get impatient with it. But that shows that there were two back-to-back searches within 10 days of each other. And now I understand, actually, to a credit rating agency, that could look really bad because they might think, okay, he went to Vodafone, now One New Zealand. He clearly got declined from Vodafone. He must not have good credit. And so he went to Spark. So that back-to-back search could look bad on my credit report. Now, those will fall off after six months. I think they're about five months old. So I'd expect that to sort itself out within the next kind of four to six weeks. But it's interesting that that small incident of idiocy, where I was too impatient, has actually messed up my credit report a little bit here. Does that surprise you at all, Andrew? Yeah, no, uh, it actually does surprise me because I assumed as well that it was from your mortgage applications. I didn't think it was just something as simple as you trying to get internet on at home. Yeah, but it turns out it was, wasn't it? Thank God Angela uh, sorted out the electricity. Otherwise, there'd be four on there. I would have switched three times or something like that. Oh, now, well, 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 what's here, Mr. McKnight? A missed payment. You missed a mortgage payment or something, have you? I have not missed a mortgage (laughs) payment. So it says that Spark, I missed July and September. Now, let me be very clear what a missed payment means. I am totally up to date with Spark. I am not useless with money and I'm not struggling, just to be very clear. (laughs) But I think I must have been a little bit late in setting it all up. See, the trouble with Spark is that if I log in with my email address, it doesn't actually show my internet and I've got to go get the account number and put it in. I don't know. It's all a bit complicated for my simple mind. I tell you the problem. The problem is that you don't read your bloody emails. Yeah, that is probably true. But it shows that there were missed payments, which is also pulling it down. I was quite happy that they were Spark because I'm like, okay, those are simple ones that I know actually I just need to be a bit more diligent on in the future because this, again, just comes down to me being useless rather than me not having enough money, clearly. But what I quite liked is when I click on my credit card, everything up to date, never missed a payment on that. When I look at all of my different mortgages, and and this is quite cool how I could just click into every single one of them, none of them have been missed, no payments missed. So I'm like, okay, well, that's really good. It's just the Spark. If this got said to and I was applying for another mortgage, do you think that my credit score, Andrew, and the fact that I missed two payments to Spark would mean that I wouldn't be able to get a mortgage? No, it would It would make no difference whatsoever, I don't think. Actually, just one thing that struck my eye, it says Spark in arrears. What does that mean? So that means that according to ClearScore, or Illion yeah. is, is the company that gets the data, they think I'm not up to date and haven't paid that. In fact, I am up to date. I don't have any money owing to Spark. And I, I did actually check that after seeing it on here. But what's quite cool is that if you see something wrong, you can actually query it. And mm. you could do this with any 
credit reporting agency. There are three main ones in New Zealand that we'll talk about in a second. But you can say, hey, this is actually wrong. It is up to date. You could send through some evidence. Maybe I should have taken a screenshot, sent it through, just to make sure that they get it up to date. Because I know that you know some people look at this and be like, hey, if, if something's not up to date, if something is wrong, that, that might make people quite upset. Interesting, it says it could take up to five weeks to update. So if you were going to apply for a big mortgage, and you want to make sure you're getting yourself ready to apply for that loan, you might do your credit report and then go through and check all these things. And if there is anything that is a mistake, which happens all the time, you want to make sure that you give yourself plenty of lead time to be able to sort that out. Well, you might tell your mortgage broker as well so that they can get in front of the bank and explain it to them. Now, how does your credit score impact your ability to get a mortgage, Andrew? Now, to be fair, it can be hard to get the data. But if your Centrix credit score is below 450, it's very unlikely you're going to get a mortgage. Only 10% of those applications turn into actual drawn down loans. Yeah, and we've looked at this data. We've had to go all the way back to, I think, 2021 to get the data, which Centrix released at that point. I think I paid some more money to get some data a, a while back, but I didn't manage to find some emails because you are right, Andrew. I don't read my emails. But where would this credit score? Put me, albeit we are looking at, I mean, the credit score data I'm looking at in front of me is Iliad and we're talking about Centrix data. So they might not match up perfectly, but where would it put me? If they did, you're in what they consider the moderate risk category right now, which means there's a 20 to 30% chance of your loan being approved. So of the applications of people with that credit score applying for loans, 20 to 30% of those loans actually draw down. So that makes it sound like, you know, 20 to 30% chance. That sounds really bad. So I'm not going to be able to get a mortgage? Oh, no, no. So the credit score is only going to be a small part of the application. That's the, the character piece of it. If you've got the ability to service, you've got a good deposit, a good track record with the bank, I think that you're, you're far more likely to get a loan approval than not. But also remember, just because you end up getting an approval doesn't mean you necessarily draw it down. You might go and get a pre-approval to buy a rental property, then not find a property or not buy an owner-occupied property. So they're looking at actual loan drawdowns, right? Yeah, the most important thing as well is that even if you've got a perfect credit score of 1,000, only about 35% of those mortgage applications turn into drawn down loans. So, you know, when I say somebody with my credit score has a 20 to 30% chance of getting their mortgage application approved or, or drawing down a mortgage, even if you're in the low risk category of 700, 750 credit score and above, you've still only got about a 34 to 40% chance of getting your loan approved and turning into a drawn down loan. So actually that moderate risk where I am, it's actually not that far off anyway. This is all based on Centrix data that came from around that 2021, start of 2022. Now there are a couple of things that I'm picking up as well from my report that I know people will be interested in as well if they go ahead and start looking at their clear score. So this has not pulled up any of my TSB loans, which is interesting. So I can see other banks on there, but maybe if you're with a smaller bank, maybe TSB or SBS, maybe Heartland, maybe some of those loans won't appear on this credit report. And so perhaps if, if you looked at a different credit agency that did pick up those loans, maybe my credit score might be a wee bit higher. Are all of your loans under your personal name or... I think that's, sorry, that's exactly right. I think that's the issue, actually, now yeah. that you bring it up, is that my loans for TSB are under a trust, so not under my personal name. Now, if I went to maybe a different credit agency, would any of them pick that up? 
I don't know. I'm not sure of the answer to that. I'll, I'll try. I'll see what mine comes in at um, when I find my license. And uh, have you lost your driver's license? Uh, I always lose my driver's license. I've lost it, as in physically lost. It. I, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> been pulled over and but I had to breathe in a bag and been told I no longer have a license. No, I've just I've lost my physical license. Yeah. I bet you've done that on purpose, just because you don't want to share your credit score with everyone. No, I bet it's worse than mine. No, I didn't know. (laughs) I bet you it's not. Yeah, I bet you it's not as well. (laughs) Now, one thing I do want to mention is that Clear's score, it's not the only place you can get this data. In fact, you can get it from the three major credit bureaus in New Zealand, which are Equifax, Centrix, and Illion. I've checked out Illion's as well, and Illion and ClearScore, they're kind of the same thing because that's where ClearScore gets the data from. Illion's is good because it's easy to raise an issue if I see something wrong, so that's actually where I pulled up my Spark bill. But it doesn't look as clean. It's a bit harder to use than ClearScore. I kind of liked it a bit better. My main issue with Equifax and Centrix, which are the two other credit bureaus, is that if you want to get it for free, it takes two weeks through Equifax. And when I requested that in the past, they sent me a PDF, but I couldn't open it for whatever reason. So I just gave up. <laughs> so, you know, I probably wouldn't use Equifax again. I, I see Centrix will send it through in one business day, but there's still a bit of delay. So I kind of like that. This is instant. Just what, give me the data now. What do these guys charge? They are free. The way ClearScore makes money is that they try and sell you other loans. Oh, yeah. So if I go on to some of the homepage, Andrew, yeah. you can see then they have got personal loan offers from other lenders. <laughs> so they're trying to broker loans. So if you oh, wanted to, to use them, that's where they'd earn a bit of a fee. But I'd just go there, get the information for free, and then you know you don't have to get personal loans off them, obviously. Now, the main thing is that I want to ask you is, okay, I know what my credit score is. How do I improve it if I think it's a bit low? I think the biggest thing is don't be late on your payments because they dig so much into this now compared to the good old days. So make sure you set up direct debits to pay your credit cards or or you just keep on top of your bills or have a direct debit for your Vodafone bill or your Spark bill, whoever the hell your internet's worth now. And the main thing is, I just want to be really clear, I didn't have debt collectors chasing me no. from Spark, right? No. It was just that... It wasn't made on the exact date yeah. that you know it was meant to be. Say the twentieth of the yeah. month. It might have been on the thirtieth of the month. Yeah. Um, and so there's no Bay Corp knocking on my door. No, but actually it has impacted my credit score. That's interesting. Yeah, and I think the other thing is just make sure that uh, you keep your finances separate from anyone you live with. Because imagine if Angela said, "Oh well, I'll set up the AP for that Spark internet," and it was on your name, and then she forgot to do that. Not that she would, she wouldn't forget. She's not useless like you. But all of a sudden, your credit score's been affected because Angela hasn't loaded the AP. I mean, even better, it'd be the other way around. Let's say that she went on the Spark bill with me and the Vodafone bill. I I, I left it a a bit late. Now it's impacting her credit score. Gosh, I'd never hear the bloody end of it. (laughs) And I think two other things is make sure that anything you've cancelled is actually cancelled on the credit report. So my credit card's on there. It's a small limit, only five grand. But let's say that I'd cancelled that because I was trying to get a mortgage and I'd cancelled that a month ago, I'd just make sure that have they taken it off? That's the main thing because let's say you apply for a mortgage and you haven't put down a credit card because you've cancelled it or you plan to cancel it, then it comes up on the credit report. That's just going to cause questions for banks. It's best best not to have any of those questions raised. But the last thing is just wait for some of that bad stuff to clear. So those missed payments through Spark, those will be off my record in two years. It's probably not going to stop me from getting a mortgage anyway if I want to go out and get another one. Uh, as long as I've got servicing and equity, that's easy to explain away. But you know, if there was anything else, just wait for it to clear. Those hard searches, within a month, they'll be gone. My credit score will improve. 
But I think this is a bit of fun. So go check out your credit score. Hopefully some of you will have, have higher ones than me. So it would be better, so it would be worse. Uh, I know we got producer Dave to check out his. His is better than mine. Significantly better. 733. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Come on, Dave, where's your credit card? I'm going to go sign you up for some things. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And, of course, we are coming to Wellington and Auckland this week. Wellington Thursday. We're coming to you, Auckland, on Saturday. And Christchurch, your next week. Overspartners.co.z slash tickets. I've got a special offer on for you now. Two tickets for 31 bucks. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. <laughs>